people are rising. We thought it was a lockdown. They opened the fire. Them bullets was flying. Who said it was a lockdown? Goddamn lie. Oh my. Time heals all, but you out of time now. Judge gotta watch us from the clock tower. Little tear gas cleared the whole place out. I'll be back with the hazmat for the next round. We was trying to protest and the fires broke out. Look out for the secret agents, they be planted in the crowd. Set a civil unrest, but you sleep so sound. Like you don't hear the screams when we catching beat down. Staying quiet when they're killing niggas, but you speak loud when we ride. Got opinions coming from a place of privilege. Sicker than the COVID, how they did them on the ground. Speaking of the COVID, is it still going around? Oh, won't you tell me about the looting? What's that? really all about cause they throw away black lives like paper towels plus unemployment rate what 40 million now killed a man in broad day might never see a trial we just want to break chains like slaves in the south started in the north end but we in the downtown riot cops try to block now we got a showdown Yo, yo, what's good? You're now tuned in with Super Good, the podcast. This is King Smoke coming to you Super live and direct. Uh, we back again. So, you know, everybody just go ahead and bless your name for the people. Welcome back. It's today. It was good. It's your man, Kevin Lamar. <laughs> what's going on? It's Devin Jahan. All right. So, um, let's get started. You know, it's, we, we took a little hi- hiatus for a couple of weeks, but, you know, it's, we back at with another interesting lineup, so we're going to start off with our icebreaker just to get us going into the convo for the night. Day, what's up? All right, so I just want to check in with everybody to see, you know, how everyone's feeling, how everyone's doing with everything that's been going on. Um, it's just been so much from corona to all this racism to... I don't know. It's like something new every day. So, how's everyone feeling? Uh, I'm good. Just uh, ain't nothing crazy been going on except for everything on the news. Uh, I guess uh, I've been keeping my commitment with the supporting the black movement, black culture, all of that. Uh, I try to post some. Uh, black-owned businesses, uh, people that I know that are black owners of businesses. So, uh, other than that, uh, it's been about the same working, you know, trying to dodge the COVID. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, mean, I call it Charlie Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, pretty much the same. Though. I've been Still trying to stay busy. Everybody, Kevin Kevin just said, trying to dodge COVID. Um, And then I've just been, um, I've been doing a lot of research about different things as far as our black history, things that go on. um, And uh, having, I would say having positive conversations and sometimes uncomfortable, but just about the entire, you know, everything that's going on. I love talking to people about it and getting perspectives on it. And um, so we can all be educated and understand that we can agree to disagree on, on certain things, but we still got to unite on the common goal. So um, that's all already. I mean, as a school teacher, summer's, summer's here. So it's not much to do, but keep busy because if not, you know, shit can go left real fast. 
Day, how are you? I'm I'm good. I mean, I have my days where I feel like I'm, uh, I don't want to say overwhelmed, but I just be like overhearing about all the negative stuff that's like happening to our black people. Um, and I know like when talking to Kevin, he likes to talk about all this stuff that he sees 24-7 on Facebook and stuff. But I just be feeling like I need a break. I'm tired of hearing about it. Not that I don't want to like support the movements and stuff like that. It's just, I don't know, it just be too much. And it's like, I feel like I got... Hmm. Uh, there's a lot to take in. Yeah, it is. And this is like, okay, we know these things are going on. Can we like start to move to a place where like we can do something that's going to reflect us in a positive way? Because I'm, I'm just tired of hearing about all the negative stuff that's being done to us, all the bad stuff. Like it's just exhausting. I, I'm over it. But, um, other than that, you know, still working. Unfortunately, I don't have the summer off. It would be nice, but I don't. Um, yeah, trying to dive, dodge COVID, all of that. Getting a little antsy, tired of sitting in the house, wanting to do stuff, but trying to stay safe. Trying to stay safe. So. I mean, That's for me, it's the same as what y'all saying. You know, pretty much, first and foremost, trying to dodge Corona. Um, you know, and, and I'm I'm been researching or educating, like when all the spikes that's happening, um, you know, trying to understand not why that is per se, but uh, the severity of it because they haven't, at least I haven't really saw or heard too much of what the death toll is in this new in these spikes. So I just been hearing that there's a, it's a spike, but I haven't heard like how many lives it has captured as, as we had seen when it first, you know, hit. So just trying to understand that a little bit to know a little bit how we better navigate through. Um, so if y'all can hear that, sorry. It's been crazy with the fireworks. Um, but, um, yeah, for me mentally, though, it has been tough. Um, some days I'm just more emotional than others because, again, I think it's just taking it all in and it's overwhelming to having to constantly deal with that, especially in the time now where we don't, really have our normalcy to, to escape the way we normally would. So, um, you know, it is a lot to sit with for days at a time, but trying to stay positive, trying to stay um, upbeat about stuff, you know, keep in touch with folks who, who bring that out of me um, and just keep moving as best as best I can. So it hasn't broken me. I will say that, you know, I think we've gotten through tough, tough patches, but I'm just ready to, move in a better direction, like they said, to move to what's going to be next, the next thing to inflict that change. And um, I'm excited that I think that that's going to be a great, a great thing coming up. So it's kind of what I'm looking forward to um, as far as all that's concerned. But they, it, this isn't on the script, but it, it jogged my um, thought process when you said it. Because, you know, just, again, having that escapism. So we recently had the um, BET Awards. And that was supposed to serve, or people assumed it would serve as a break or an escape, you know, from everything that's going on. So if you watched it, did you feel like it was that escape or did you think it kept you in the same frame of mind as everything that we already see and hear on the news and stuff? I, I don't think it was an escape. I think that 
uh, I kind of felt where, I guess, what they were trying to do, but I still feel like it was, I mean, every, almost everyone's um, performance, it was like a tribute to everything that's going on. And I don't want to say that in a negative way, because I've, I'm glad that they use that platform to be able to speak out and speak their truth that way. But I don't know, it didn't take me out of it for sure, because Right. Everything was about it. So, anybody else to answer that? I just I, again, it just popped up. No, I don't think it was. Um, I don't think it was an escape <clears throat> per se. It was a a twist on it a little bit, I guess. Um, they more so. Similarly, what we see is from the outside perspective from the community, as far as how it's projected and portrayed on the news and everything. Unless you're seeing stuff from Twitter. Um, so it was more of a reverse view of it. It wasn't an escape, like you said, every uh, every commercial, every skit that she did, every almost every performance was in tribute or in memory or in honor of. Um, so it wasn't an escape, but it was good to see, as, as Dave mentioned earlier, it was good to see us in a positive light. Um, and music and art and everything like that is what we use to one, express ourselves, but then also what we use to, you know, I think it gave us an escape as far as it gave us a moment to sit back and enjoy the art form, but not an escape from what's going on. Cause like she said, it was a, it was a constant reminder. Um, and then my last point was though, it was, it was good to see it in the positive light because I look at it from the younger generation's perspective. And I think it's, it's monumental and it's great for them to be able to see how beautiful we are and how much our light shines even in a dark time. So to see so many different entertainers and people, you know, reiterate that, you know, you're, you're worth it. You're beautiful. You're strong. You should be loved. Da, 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 da. I think that's monumental, not just for the young generation, but for all of us to see it because, you know, we're seeing so much negative that we can start to, you know, drift away from how we, the positive of how we look at ourselves and feel about ourselves at times. And I think yeah. it's also good for, like, the culture to see that, you know, when things get this serious and, um, like, we can stand together and do something like that. It doesn't always have to be ratchet. I feel like it's what we've been doing, like, our last couple podcasts. We've been, like, going strong with the, these topics, trying to educate people that listen and educate each other. So I think, I think that was good. That's important. <clears throat> <laughs> oh yeah, that, <laughs> I, I felt the same. Um, the biggest takeaway, different from what y'all have said, was um, I kind of expected it because you know it's BET, it's Black Entertainment Television. So like, how could they have any any award show, any you know thing like that, and not take that time to stand up for their people? You know, I, I kind of would have been disappointed had they tried to treat it like a normal. Uh, award show or try to, you know, make it so much of an escape because all we know we do it all the time. But I mean, they have an obligation to the people as well to be a voice. Um, and I think they use it in a creative way because they were able to do a couple of commercials or skits that like Devin uh, John said, they're kind of focused on teaching the younger generation about how important it is just when you go to do little shit. Like they had the girl 
um, you know, about to go off the drive and the guy was going out with his friends and the little girl had, had been told she was cute for a black girl, you know, little things like that that happen every day. You know, I think if, if younger kids really sat and watched it, it's like, oh, damn, like that's why she say that, the way she say it. So um, that was one thing. And then lastly, um, the sponsors that, you know, made commercials and stuff to show their support for uh, the movement and not only show their support, but they detailed what their plans are to help. So where they were investing money, opportunities they were they were now gonna be creating. Um, so I think that that was even more big to see because like, okay, they really standing behind what they said on Twitter or whatever. So, um, you know, I, I get why people, you know, some people are upset, but at the end of the day, what else did you really expect BET to do? when this is about black people, so. The only, and I don't know, I don't watch a lot of TV, my question, and I saw it on Twitter, my question about those sponsors, and if you, if any of you watch TV normally on other networks, <clears throat> my question or my issue is, I don't, are those advertisement commercials being played across major networks, like primarily white networks, you know, MTV, uh, CBS, ABC, you know, that was my only thing, because and somebody said it on Twitter. It was like, don't keep showing us. You know what I mean? Like, we're not the ones that need to see. You know what I mean? Like, we need to see it, but we're not the ones that need to see it. The other part of the world, the All Lives Matters motherfuckers, like, they need to see this version of us in this commercial. And some people have told me that they have been on normal networks. I didn't know. But that was my thing. It was like, you know, okay, well, is this playing on, you know, VH1? Is this the same commercial being played on, you know, whatever the other TNT? You know what I'm saying? Like that was my only thing about it. Yeah, that's all. That's why I was kind of like thinking because, like you said, like we don't need to see. We we see it. Like just get it out there to other people. And I think that's the agenda that we need to push more. Like we need to be on that those mainstream platforms all the time. We need to be. CNN, we need to have, you know, we need to be everywhere, but you know, it's going to take a lot of people to, well, it's going to take important people to put us there. Yeah. That's how I see it. So, um, you know, we with the mental check-in, we all pretty much said we're trying to dodge COVID, and um, so far, so good for, for the crew. Um, and the families, as far as I know. So that's, that's kudos to all of us doing what we're supposed to do. Um, but obviously, some people are not doing what they're supposed to because we've had significant spikes in different areas of the country. Um, and then we've even had the Trump administration kind of change tune a bit about wearing a mask um, because, you know, the spikes did happen. So I just wanted to get your, you know, brief your thoughts on where we're at right tune? now. What did he say? What, what did they allude to? They were alluding to being more in support of wearing the mask when at first he was like, he had a whole rally with motherfuckers that had to wear a mask. <laughs> nah, he he started making people wear masks around him more, like after the it's like six Secret Service uh, mm. officers uh, tested positive, and it was like some other people in his uh, campaign uh, staff. So he was like, yeah, I'm motherfuckers gotta start wearing masks now. Uh, he <laughs> I'm sorry. He's an idiot. Boo boo the fool, boy. Listen, I'm proud of him and all these other white people who are out here talking about 
they gonna die if they wear a mask. <laughs> no, you gonna die if you get COVID. Like, well, put that mask on. Yeah, yeah. Like they legit be having like little town hall meetings mm-hmm. in their community to like their governors or whatever talking about how they you know it's against their rights or whatever to wear to be forced to wear a mask like it, and instead there's people actually out here that think like that like you're that worried about wearing a mask you think you're gonna die because you gotta wear a mask in a grocery store yeah see that's that's my thing this, this is my issue about wearing I don't have an issue wearing a mask but my issue is the people that are making big deals about wearing masks. It's like, young, wear a mask where you go in certain, you know, <laughs> environments. You know, like, if you're going to the grocery store, just wear a mask. How long are you going to be in the grocery store? 20, 30 minutes, maybe? Take it off when you get outside. Like, it's not a, it's not, it's, it's logic. Like, you, if you're around a bunch of people, try to wear your mask. Like, if you don't know the people, wear a mask. Like, it's not hard. It's not hard whatsoever. And hey, now that's my issue. That's like my ass. Like if I go in the grocery store, I'm wearing a mask. As soon as I step out of that joint, I'm taking my drink off. Like, that's, I, that's how it is. I'm in my car. I'm not wearing a damn mask. If I, sometimes if I pull up to a drive-thru, I'm not going to wear a mask. Like, bro, like, two seconds. six feet apart. <laughs> like, it's, it's not hard. These people are just, like, so stupid. Man. So stupid. So, I mean, stupid, and then they, they're entitled because they feel like, <laughs> my nigga, this is the, this, not to make light of it, this is the first thing <clears throat> that we all are equal on. Like, we all have to wear a mask. <laughs> but, like, they but feel that's like... What they don't like. <laughs> yeah, and they feel like they're above it. And this is, you know, you're taking away this, and you're taking away that, and you're doing this, and you're doing that. And it's like, man, this is a global pandemic it's not even just us in this country to have to wear masks like across the world everybody typically has to I mean, has to wear a mask to stop to slow down the spread of this disease virus or whatever it's just like you know what i'm saying yeah. so that's the case nigga just starve or y'all go <laughs> where y'all want to be at with that virus and y'all keep that shit over there like but, it's you, not but, that. You, but the funny thing about it is it's like I looked at like uh, I was watching CNN and like some of the most like whitest parts of the country are like some of the hot spots, you know, like Wyoming, Washington State, like bruh, like yeah, like, what are you talking about? Like y'all making it because y'all just want to do everything. Y'all want to be out. Y'all want to be on top of each other, and y'all think this shit is is, is a joke. Yeah, it's just like um. I forgot where the, where the report came from, but I had posted on uh, Instagram, and it was saying that the protest, pretty much it, they were saying that the protests, they didn't believe that the protests, the black protests were leading to the spikes, the coronavirus, and I reposted, and I was like, yeah, nigga, we know who it is. Like, <laughs> it's not it's not us. It's never been us. Yeah, <laughs> so, if you've seen like, the protests, most people, most people at protests have on masks. Exactly. As hot as it is outside, they still have on their mask. They still have their mask on. If the motherfuckers at the beach that don't have on no kind of mask, they walking around the boardwalk with no kind of mask, it's them motherfuckers. And I ain't going to put it on just whites because it's, it's some of us out there too being stupid. Niggas. But, um, you know what I mean? Like, it's just... 
people that are so anxious to get out and do shit. And that, I mean, everybody wants to be out and get to back. Like you said, uh, King Smoke, you some normalcy, but it's like, you can't, it ain't it's nothing. not going to happen. It's not normal right about it. We got to be smart about it. Like, if you want to kind of get back to normalcy, you're like, all right, if you're used to being around your family a lot, and you know your family ain't been around a, a, like a bunch of people. Yeah, go ahead, have a little family function. You know, speak, see your cousins. Ooh, this is not. Just don't be in a club. Don't be in a bar where people are in there smoking cigarettes, drinking, cussing, screaming, yelling. You know all that bullshit. Like you just gotta understand the environment you are in. Be smart. That's all I'm saying. Absolutely. Really, what it boils down to um, is, is being wise about you know the places you frequent, uh, the people that's in those places, and you know I, I think overall most of us, and by us I mean black people, uh, most of us have accepted the fact that this will take us out, and we enjoy life and enjoy some you know those liberties, but most of us is like nigga I ain't taking no chances. So yeah, like you said, I'm going to go store for 20 minutes. I'm gonna put the mask on. You know what I mean? Like it's most of us has come to the realization like this is here. Some of us even a little too too heavy on it. You know what I mean? Some people really like really really paranoid about it. But at the end of the day, if that's what you got to do to feel safe, then you know that's what you got to do. So um, Trump, you know, he switched tune a little bit because again, like um, Kev said, some people around him had it. I think it was six six to eight of his people had it right before his rally um, in Oklahoma. Um, so that happened for the last Saturday. Didn't go the way he expected it to. Um, so I'm pretty sure we all heard about the lack of success or support at the rally. So how did you feel when you heard the reports of how many people did not show up Pratt. to the rally? <laughs> very, I'm glad. Very happy. Yeah, I, I mean, it was, uh, I mean, I don't, it was good, not good to see, but it was good to see because it's just like, hopefully that is an indicator of some change as far as his following. I know he, if I'm not mistaken, he has one of the lowest approval ratings of a president uh, to date, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so it was good to see that he, they didn't come out in droves to support him. Um, because, as I mentioned offline in a conversation I had with somebody else, to me, support of him now is in support of racism and systemic oppression and, and all and social injustice. And it's not just about politics and if he aligns with your pockets. It's, it's an ethics thing. It's a morals thing. So I think a lot of people, whether they felt like that and watched from home or they were too ashamed, like I think some people are now are too ashamed to probably support him in the open. So, um, which is not, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that's a win, but it's slight progress, I guess, so. Well, I mean, no, I'm glad it ain't work out for him, bro. It's, you know, it, it proves that his followers will do anything, pretty much. But, I mean, I don't know how true it is, but they said uh, that there were uh, some TikTokers who basically went on his um, his website and like try to RSVP 
like seats and stuff like that. They said that was like one of the big issues about it. That's why he didn't have a lot of people. Uh, what else they said was they said it was like Black Lives Matter protests, protesters out there, uh, basically messing with the Trump supporters. I'm like, bro, and there's a lot of people who said that that's not true, and it was just a bunch of bullshit. But at the end of the day, I don't care. I laughed at the whole thing when I seen it. I was like, man, somebody said, uh, I forgot, it's a, uh, a, a sports commentator. He was like, damn. He was like, uh, LeBron James sold out more games, uh, uh, yeah. uh, bigger crowds than that. I'm like, uh, bigger stadiums than that. I'm like, huh. I'm like, yeah, it'd be like that, bro. But at the same time, I, I, I feel sorry for like, everybody that support that dude. I, don't. I just hope that the, like, the lack because... of people. I just hope that the lack of people there really reflects the lack of people that are going to support him this time around because, I mean, just because you support Donald Trump or may vote for him doesn't mean you agree with, like, him having rallies at this time and not forcing him to wear masks and stuff. So a lot of people could have just stayed home that support him because they don't want to catch corona. So I'm just hoping that, like, those numbers really reflect, like, how many people support him. I mean, he got, he got, he still got the support, but it's like, it's not like how it was in 2016. Mm-hmm. They say it's the it's complete opposite of what 2016 showed. When he was out there showboating, make America great, oh, black people, what do you have to lose? Uh, all he's talking all this bullshit, and that's when he got his support. But right now, it's like after three years, motherfuckers like, oh, no, nah, bro, you. You acting all wild. You doing. You being corrupt. You doing all this stuff that go against people's morals. It, it, it's like, uh, like Twin says, like a lot of these people like think at the end of the day, like, oh, like he doing things that's against my morals, lying, cheating, telling, you know, talking about oh, grabbing by the pussy. Like he doing stuff people don't don't like, and it's starting to come out and it's starting to hit people. That's why the uh, dude Mick Romney. That's why he voted against the Republicans when he was trying to uh, impeach him. He was like, "This is morals, bro." It's like at the end of the day, like how people like you know, if you go to church and stuff like that, you know, you go to you go to you go to heaven, man. You gotta you gotta talk to God, man. That's a, that's gonna be on you. It's gonna be on your heart, bro. You you voted for Trump back then. Oh man, you know that's something you gotta carry for the rest of your life, man. And that's how I see it. <laughs> I think he's also, and Kevin, you can attest this a little bit. He's starting to piss off a lot of military people, oh, yeah. um, especially especially white military folks who don't believe in uh, attacking your own. I mean, because typically the everybody you go to the army to fight for this country, you go to the military to fight for this country. But he now has used threats to, to use the military against American citizens and shit like that. So again, as you say, morals and the things that people really really stand on and. And and built their pride on, and their, you know, my dad served in the military, and my uncle, my grandfather, you know what I mean? Like when you start to go against what a lot of a those kind of people feel, you know what I mean? And that's a that's an even bigger issue. And he's done it before, but kind of in jest, and they they swept it under the rug. But to disrespect the military at this magnitude with the things that he says and the things that he tries to he tries to use them as his own personal pawn, mm-hmm. and that's not. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the purpose of it is. Yeah. Um, so I think that also takes into, into account, like, where a lot of people are like, all right, you know, you, you, know, you got us fucked up. 
Yeah. It's, it's, it's funny that you brought that up because when they when he had that little photo shoot in front of the church, you know how they were saying, oh, we didn't use tear gas, we didn't use rubber, like, the, I think the, I forgot who came out and said that they actually did use tear gas and rubber bullets to disperse the uh, protesters and everything. And I'm like, see that, like, shit like that blows me because you got a National Guard and everybody out there and this is what you do. But like you said, for you to take a picture. <laughs> for you to take a picture, young. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's like, like you said, like there's a lot of military leaders and, and commanders and stuff like that. So it's like, nah, man. Like we're not going to go against our the people that we supposed to like protect. And he just don't get that. He he feels as though that oh, I'm the president. I can do what the fuck I want. Nah, bro, you can't do that. You can't do that whatsoever. But that's why I say he gonna lose. He he gonna lose. He gonna lose a lot of support. He losing a lot of support, a lot of it. Plain and simple. Yeah, y'all heard my message for his ass last week, so I was excited. <laughs> I was enjoying it. I got. I heard the news, and it was a picture of him like with his shit, his suit, uh, his yeah. suit top on the side. He looked mad as a motherfucker. I was he laughing my ass. Have his hat on. My man, I like, just felt like ah, this is what we've been waiting for. Right, <laughs> like, he, he could have went about it a different way, you know. And I don't know. I, I'm like I'm with Day. I don't know the reason yet of why people didn't show up. It could have been because of you know the corona and da da da. So that is more important to figure out and find out. But for this little small victory, I don't give a fuck. I was happy as shit. Um, and then um, you know, I think the pandemic is working against him too because of his response to it. And like he said, people that voted for him, a lot of people, was because he's supposed to be this financial guru and he's supposed to put us in a better state uh, economically. But the pandemic has thrown all that off and the people who voted for you who need, you know, relief, you can't give it to them. And you only giving out $1,200 for niggas to live off of for months and it's like hold on Donald like that's not what you supposed to have this shit mapped out you supposed to give me 15 G's G like what's going on <laughs> so you know people people's lives are affected um you know financially and he doesn't really have a response to it other than the $1,200 so on top of his moral um whatever you want to call it mishaps or just how he is you know people are really like okay well you can't even do what you're supposed to do and on top of that, you pissing off the rest of the country. Like, no, nah, I'm not coming yeah, out in these in these conditions for you. So, like you, like you were saying, Corona, Corona has fucked up my business, and now you're alienating the people that support my business. So you're really fucking me on my business. Mm-hmm. So you're losing support with NBA owners and in it was not NFL yet, but all these sports people because yes, most of those owners voted for you because you were going to help fat in their pockets. Absolutely. However, now you're costing them money. And now you're openly and continuously disrespecting the players that make them this amount of money. So, like, for example, the NBA has to – and granted, maybe it was nothing they could have done to stop it, but just to do the restart, they have to – like, they, they spend $150 million just to have the restart in, in, in Orlando. So, like, you're costing them money on top of now – and some of them may not want to, but now we have to give our players a voice because you are pissing them off. And if they don't play, we don't get paid. But you won't, like, pretty much it's like, you're not, we're telling you to stop, and you won't stop. So now, and 
we all know that presidents are, you know, political parties are run by money and affiliations and donations. So now if they threaten to take that away, what you going to do? So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with that because it's putting, the, it's putting the pressure on a lot of people to stand up and make a decision. So, you know, hopefully, you know, come November, we get, we get something different. So, um, you know, upcoming this weekend is the 4th of July. So, <laughs> so <laughs> talk about a little bit just the change or what we think, or do you think there is a change of perspective on this holiday in the Black community, or do you think that it won't be an overall change in view of, of the holiday? I'm going to be completely honest with you. I think it's going to be a change, but it's going to be a change to a point that we're not going to, we're going to, like, I think we're going to continue to do what we normally would do. I think the only thing with change is like, we're not going to be so, oh, patriotic, oh, we're going to wear red, white, and blue. We're going to go out. You know how back in the day we used to go to Old Navy and get the, 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 little, <laughs> the little bear on the, you know, the Old Navy shirt joint. You know what I mean? Just, you know, showing some type of patriotic to the, you know, you know, Independence Day. But I think it's only going to be different is like we still gonna we still gonna go on the grill, we still gonna drink, <laughs> we gonna pop off fireworks, but we ain't gonna be like, oh God bless America, nah. We gonna do the same shit that we would normally do, but we just not gonna be so patriotic with the flying the flag, oh, you know, all that bullshit. We ain't gonna do it. Yeah, like you said, I I think we're gonna do some of the same things because I don't think, for the most part, we've ever celebrated that holiday as we want, well, you know, black folks don't need a reason to party, but when you give us a reason to party, gonna that's party. just, we're going to party. And not only give us a reason to party, you give us a day off to party. <laughs> we're going to party. So like, they had about two, three days. <laughs> yeah. Cause some people are like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, like you, Kevin was saying, it's not going to be different as far as the activities that go on because we love opportunities to get around each other and embrace each other. However, yes, it's going to look a lot different. I already got my all black fit. Uh, and so it'll look a little different as far as like he's saying, uh, the things that we're wearing and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, no, cause I, you know, coming, I'm thinking right now, I don't think I've ever been like, oh, Independence Day. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we're yeah, like, you know, like I said, we've, we've made it, what we wanted it to be because of what we enjoy in our culture. So that's getting together, that's grilling, that's lighting fireworks. You know, Free food, fuck. <laughs> you know, I don't, I'm, I'm like, can't put it perfect. I, I think, you know, I think it actually, I think it has given us a purpose for, you know, for doing it. Cause now we can say, yeah, we're not celebrating our independence, but we, we're coming to show unity in another light. So I think it's given the holiday a little bit more of a purpose that is not, is intention for what it's you know supposed to be, but I think we're gonna make it make it what it's, what we need it to be for us. So um, other than that, I'm not celebrating. But yeah, I come get a plate. You know what I'm saying? I do that regardless. Um, but to switch tune a bit, so now we get to you know what's was really important with um, the black culture and the black movement. Um, so I. Recently, or a couple episodes ago, we talked about, you know, that, that moment in time in which you get pulled over. And, you know, the, the thoughts that go through and the bravery and the scaredness or whatever. Um, so uh, last weekend, 
I got pulled over. Um, and to let you know, it wasn't, it turned out to be nothing, you know, nothing happened. Um, I was going to the neighborhood doing a food delivery of all things like I'm normally doing. Um, and then I saw the cop, you know, as I drove past him. So I'm already like, okay, it's a cop around there. Let me, you know, make sure I'm on my P's and Q's more than normal. And then I hit a whoop whoop. And I'm like, is this nigga serious? Like, you guys be shitting me. So I wasn't scared, to be 100% honest. I was not scared. But my motherfucking antennas shot the hell up. So I was just like, I don't know what this is about to be. Because I felt like I shouldn't have been pulled over. So I'm trying to figure out, like, what's his angle? You know what I'm saying? Like, is he, is he trying to get his quota? Is he trying to is he trying to pop some shit? Like I, I really didn't know what his angle was. Like I didn't get his purpose of pulling me over. So in that moment, you know, I'm I'm thinking like, am I, you know, like how do I handle this? And do I be upset? You know what I'm saying? Do I voice my my you know my frustration being pulled over or whatever? Like I just didn't know. It was just so many emotions going on at that time. Um, you know what I'm saying, due to everything that that's gone on. So he he pulled over, I mean pulled me over, he got out. And then he told me I have, I ran a stop sign. I know I didn't run a stop sign, but it's whatever. So um, I kind of laughed because I knew he was scared. And the reason why I knew he was scared because he tried to make small talk. So he was like, yeah, you work at the Chick-fil-A? <laughs> and I was like, nah, that ain't me. And then he was like, oh, you look like somebody I see all the time. So I was like, nigga, the fuck? That ain't what you put me over for. So don't try to make small talk like we friends. So that kind of like let me know that he wasn't on none of that, you know, trying to do nothing wild. But getting pulled over, hearing the lights, seeing the lights, every possible thing ran through my brain to, like, you know, like, be prepared for whatever it is that he might want to do. Um, and it's going to just have to be what it was going to be. Because I was on the phone, so the person heard me the whole time. And I didn't really say too much to him, but I wasn't talking like I was scared. It was more of a tone of if, like, yeah, what you want, you know what I'm saying? Like, He's like, you ran a stop sign. I was like, um, no, I didn't, but okay. Like, I handled it like that. So um, I just thought it was interesting that we had that conversation about, you know, how we would handle it or, or what, what you go through, and then it happened. Um, and I was in a neighborhood. I wasn't on the highway. I wasn't, you know, speeding or nothing. It was just a dude who I personally think was sitting in the neighborhood trying to meet his quota and just pulling niggas over who he said ran the stop sign. Because I learned, and this is a little tidbit, I learned that they do have a quota, even though they're not supposed to. Um, and issuing a warning counts toward their numbers. Mm. So he gave you a warning? He gave me a warning. So Was he black? He was a white guy, a younger. I don't know how young, but he appeared to be a young white guy. So, yeah, that, that happened. But, you know, so, and what makes it worse is when I go to, like, when I went to tell my mom and my sister, automatically, they were like, what happened? Like, just on edge, because it's, it's become so much of a, a panic, mm-hmm. you know, because you just don't know how those situations are going to go. And that really made me more upset in telling them, because it's like I can't protect them from that emotion. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. no one knew how it was going to go. Like, and, and, it, and, and I think for your family, and it's just me assessing the moment, I think it's more of a what, like, what would have happened if you didn't come home? You know what I mean? Because it was a routine thing. I'm delivering groceries. That's what I do now to make my money. So it was like, 
you left for the house to do an order. Like, we don't think nothing of it. We expect to see you in a couple hours. So that panic that you could just, my sister, especially as soon as I told her, she she panicked and, and kind of got emotional because it's like the relief of, oh, you made it through that. So I figured, you know, it'd be good to bring that to the forefront of everything we've been talking about. Because like I said, we've been kind of going so hard on this um, for the last couple of weeks. And it actually happened in a moment in which I was cooling. Like, I was trying to get my money. I'm like, yeah, this is a $50 order. Let me drop these off and get back on the joint. He fucking up my time. But um, in God's grace, it was it was, it was okay. Um, I threw the warning away. I ain't tripping. But it, it you know, it was a scary moment, like I said, once I had to tell my family what had transpired. Well, um, I'm glad that situation panned out the way that it did and it didn't go a different way because that's too much. Yeah, because again, I didn't, it was so many emotions when he pulled me over, like just before he even got to the car, it's just like, I'm mad, but I won't be smart. You know what I mean? So like Kev said, I did look, all right, is it just him? Is it another nigga coming? You know what I'm saying? Then I sized him up a little bit. I'm like, I hear a younger little white dude, like, He's sitting in the neighborhood, so, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think, process every single possible outcome, every single possible intention he could have um, to prepare myself on how I'm going to handle it. So, again, yeah, by God's grace, it was pretty simple. Um, um, so, you know, for anybody that has to go through that, I'm hoping that, you know, as we move forward, we get through a situation where no one loses their life or something that is undeserving, Um and, and it can be handled in a in a calm, positive manner, if at all possible. All right. Um, so as we move through, you know, we get to this this conversation of Black Lives Matter versus All Lives Matter, and we briefly touched on it last week a little bit um, on our last recording. But effectively, I want to know how do you think? we should approach that conversation when people bring that to the forefront or how do you view those people who bring that to the forefront when you say black lives matter and they return with all lives matter i think the examples that we gave two weeks ago or whenever we last recorded i think it would be helpful to give them a different point of view a different scenario so that they can see it in a different, a different way to understand it. Um, I mean, for people who say all lives matter, responding to Black Lives Matter, I feel like it's selfish. It's a selfish thing. Like we, we're not. It doesn't say Black Lives Matter more than your life or any other race or specific race. Like it just says Black Lives Matter because right now, like we're going through a lot. We've been going through a lot. It's always felt like. Our lives didn't matter compared to white people, so that's that's just what we say. So I don't know. I'm ready. I'm like I'm hoping somebody approaches me with that because I'm ready to respond because I'm tired of hearing it. So I got my little example ready to go at. Well, I got the one example. A white girl said she's like so. Say like uh, it's a neighborhood, and there's one house on the corner. House catch on fire, and everybody come up like, uh, "This house matter. We need to put this fire out." 
this is and that. And so somebody out of the blue just says, well, a whole house doesn't matter. What about my house? Is your house on fire? No, this house is in danger. Let's take care of this house right now, and we can get we can go back to being normal, not normal, but have a better life in the neighborhood to support this one house so it won't burn down. Because if it burns down, guess what? It's gone forever. Or it's going to get rebuilt. Like, it's stupid shit. Like, you stupid, like... <laughs> if somebody come at me with, like, all lives matter, I might lose my shit and go to jail. I, I, I'm serious, because it's like, it's like, you... You don't get it. You don't get it. Like, it's just super retarded, man. It's just like, all lives matter. Duh, dipshit. But black lives are in danger. Let's support black lives. We're not saying only black lives matter. We're saying black lives matter. Maybe we need, Andy, to, put, I, maybe I, we need I, to put two on that mother or something so they can understand. <laughs> Black Lives no, Matter. No, we need to keep it the, they, we need to keep it the way that it is. I just feel like, at the end of the day, I'm not about to go crazy on somebody because they say all lives matter. I'm going to explain to you. Listen. I'm going to educate you. I'm not going to go crazy and let you spit on me, cough in my face with this, all this COVID shit, and try to put your hands on me. Because I feel like... I feel like white people really be doing stuff to get under your skin. Like, if you can show them that you're educated, I can educate you real quick and go about my day without going crazy, then that's what I'm going to do. If you put your hands on me, that's a different story. See, that's the funny thing about but it. But you said all lives matter. I'm going to school you real quick, and then I'm going to go about my day because I'm hungry and I need to eat. <laughs> like, Listen, I, I get that. You know, sometimes in certain situations, that's what people do. People school them, but they're still off that well, well, my life matter too. Okay, but what about what about what about uh, 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 Brianna Taylor? Her life don't matter, bro. Like it, it's like, oh, like I said, I'm gonna say what I gotta say. I feel like people linger around too long. You linger too much for them to get under your skin. Say what you gotta say and roll. Bye. I don't have time. You're not yeah, even I, worth my time. Like, I think it would how I respond would be the way in which that argument is presented. So if, because there's a difference between you don't get it and you refuse to understand. So I think a lot of people that use that argument refuse to understand. So I don't know how gracious I would be for a motherfucker that refuses to understand. Um, and it just depends on that day. Depends on what emotion runs through me. If you piss me the fuck off, you're going to get what you get. Um, but like Kevin was saying, it's just like a, it's really sad and dumb that you have to even make the argument as to why we are saying what we're saying and how we're saying it and what it means. Like to me, y'all not that fucking stupid to not understand what Black Lives Matters means. It doesn't, because as you said, I think they just said it and Kevin said it, we've never said only Black Lives Matters or Black Lives Matter more or whatever. It's just obviously it's a it's a pretty blanket statement that should allude to the fact that we don't feel like we matter. So that's just like if you have children and uh, Kevin was gave an example of a house. If you got a kid that's drowning in a pool, you're gonna jump in to save your kid, and you can have other, your other two two or three children. And if one of them says, "Well, what about me, motherfucker? Are you drowning?" <laughs> so it, it's like. And that's why most of them refuse to get it because they have so many examples. You can put that in so many different contexts to make it make sense. And then they'll just, oh, all lives matter. 
motherfucker, you're not listening. You're, you're really not understanding. So it's like, um, it's just there. And they are such a, I hate to say they to put them all in the, but as far as the ones that use that, to me, a lot of the white people are such a, a meat, they, they have this entitlement and they want to be included in everything that they want, they just have to, they just have to be a part of, you know, they got to be a part of it crowd. Like they have to be popping, they have to be. And so the fact that, oh my gosh, they have this new hashtag guys and we don't have our own and we need one because we can't say black because we're not black. So we got to say something. And they just come up all, all you know, all lives matter. It's just like, like they want to say the N word so bad. Like, damn, like we can't have shit, can we? We can't. You know what I mean? Like it's they just have this sense of entitlement and they want to be included in everything, but they don't want to include us in the shit. You know what I mean? Like it's just like so yeah, the all last matter shit is dumb. Like it's just it's the most it's so stupid. As I, as I said in the video, and somebody even said it, I saw it on Twitter today, and it's alluded to the fact that, you know, it like when they wrote the constitution, the fathers the founding fathers said all men are created equal but they also own slaves. So nobody throughout history was dumb enough to not know what we're, you know what I mean? Like they knew what it meant, but they never looked at us as human beings. They never looked at us as equals. They never looked at us as being worthy. So all, although they said all men are created equal, they never looked at us as men. They looked at us as slaves. Mm -hmm. So I think you should understand what the fuck we're trying to say because we have never mattered on paper and legislation they, because they we were never originally included. They don't understand because as much like even Trump, you know, we were talking about it before we jumped on about knowing your history. They don't understand their history. They don't understand that what slavery really was, you know, because from they don't they didn't go back and study what that was and how we got here and how we were treated and handled and how they uh, raped our women and, and all of that. They don't understand it because they didn't live in it. So they're, they're from a, a, a misguided uh, perspective of not understanding their history as well. But they, the perfect word for me is what they said, and it's selfish. Because I thought the other day, I just thought of the Brady Bunch. And I thought of Marsha. Uh, not Marsha. What was the one who always said Marsha? Uh, fuck, I can't think of her name. But she was all, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Like, that's how I feel like white people are about this. It's like, <laughs> anything that we do is like, Oh, y'all always talk about black people, black people, black people, black people. And I much rather them say white white lives matter. Nigga, let's 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 just call it what it is. You racist and you 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 know what I'm saying? Don't try they try to make it inclusive, but try to do it like we not like it's supposed to be something that we're gonna agree to. So all lives matter, right? Yeah, no, fuck you. Yep, just tell me that you matter, wanna say white lives, lives matter, matter and then we're gonna say black lives matter and yeah, let's and, hash oh, it out. That's what I would, and that's what I would argue with them with. So, all right, let me put it, let me pull up a Hispanic next to me. Let me bring an Asian up next to me. Let me bring the Chinese up next to me. Tell me who matters more. Because <laughs> I guarantee you, the argument won't be all lives matter. Because I watched the Bruce, uh, the Bruce Lee Thirty for Thirty. They treated Asians the same way they treat us. They only treated them a little bit better because Asians are more dormant in their nature. They don't really talk about. It. They just do what they got to do. And they don't they don't make a fuss about it. But so that's the that and that would be the perfect way to combat that. Okay, bam. All lives matter. Tell me who matters more. Or are we all the same? 
because every other race is the, and that's the problem too, that it's so easy for them to divide us because no other race has, I don't want to, I don't want to call them out like that, but no other races do it. The unity and the balls to kind of like, you know what I mean? Like we kind of, we brash with ours. And when we were, our people were forced, I told you something, our people were forced to come to this country. We didn't look at America as the land of the free and we wanted to migrate to here because our living conditions were so much more worse or our our, uh, our government was, you know, whatever it was. We were born, most of us were born slaves, like our people. So it's a little bit different for blacks than it is for any other minority because we didn't have a say in this shit. We weren't illegal immigrants. We were captivated immigrants. We were, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's a little bit different. But yeah, the All Lives Matters thing is a cop out. As you said, King Smoke is, you know, you're trying to cover your tracks as a racist. That's all you're trying to do. So just- yeah, That's all it is. And I'm at the point where I, I, I want to go into a new generation of segregation. Not to the point in which we struggle with, you know, to be, to what we know it as, but a simple separation of people. And I said this to my sister, she was like, yeah, because they capitalize and take so much from us and steal everything that we do. And we, we're, we're so welcoming as people, you know, when it's genuine, we don't care. You know what I'm saying? Like I watched the video, I think it was a little baby video and they had the little white boy in there hitting all the dances and nobody was like, oh my God, the white kids doing black dances. It was like, oh shit, he fucking it up. So, but let that be us. It's like, hold on, let me let me get my daughter's hand. He's a little too black. Like, no. So I want, let's get to a new wave of segregation. Y'all stay the fuck over there with y'all dry ass shit and y'all whack ass burgers and shit <laughs> and y'all unseasoned meat. And we're gonna be over here cooling. And we gonna control the gate. Hold on, who is this? Nah, nigga, no, you can't can't get in. Sorry. Because it's at, it's to the point where it's like. I feel like we try the the world tries to teeter totter in this gray area. That's what all lives matter is supposed to be. That's supposed to be the gray area in which we can all come together. But at this point, let's keep that shit black and white. And like Pink uh, Devin Jahan said, if you want to keep that argument, okay, bring him up. Bring up a Latino. Is he all lives? Well, no. Okay, bring him over here with us. Bring up the Dominicans. Are he uh, no? Bring him over here with us. Anybody that you don't claim. We will, because they understand and we understand the same struggle. The only people that's going to be on that side is the white people. And it's going to be all of us who understand and go through the same um, discrimination. So I'm I'm all for it. The one motherfucker they can keep is Terry Crews. There you go. So, there you, go. Uh, you know, the coon master himself um, has, you know, making, making comments on Twitter, um, I couldn't pull up all of his tweets, but uh, most of it along the lines of um, he doesn't want Black Lives Matter to turn into Black Lives Are Better. And he said that we can't have um, Black Lives Matter can't pretty much alluding to the fact that Black Lives Matter can't be all about Black people because then it wouldn't be inclusive and fair for all. So It's not supposed you, to be, you dumb motherfucker. Wait, what? <laughs> That make that makes absolutely no fucking sense. Like, huh, I get irritated. I'm sorry when like, you hear shit and it's just like, and it's okay to have an opinion, but when your opinion to me sounds so off base, 
and so biased and prejudiced because he's married to a white woman. He doesn't have, he has mixed children. Um, not to say he, who knows what his living situation was when he grew up. I know he alluded to being um, sexually harassed or assaulted or whatever. Um, and not to make light of that, but we, we aren't inclusively being killed by police. So our struggle wasn't inclusive. So our fight shouldn't be inclusive per se. You know what I mean? Like, yes, we have allies. Yes, we have people that want to fight with us and stand alongside us. However, and I, I applaud like a lot of NBA coaches and a lot of, you know, white celebrities, whatever they, they're making sure to make sure that their, their statements say that I will never understand what you go through, but I do not agree with the treatment that you've been through. So I will stand by you and support you in whatever it is that you need me to do. But as I said, but just now, our struggle isn't inclusive. If you look at the list of black people that have been killed, it's, it doesn't include everybody. You know what I mean? Like Breonna Taylor, George, uh, George Floyd, Trayvon Martin, Mike Brown, Tamir Rice, Sandra Bland. Like the list goes on. These are all black people. Philando Castile. These are all black folks. So, and I'm talking about, and that's just the, the number of names that we know of. You know what I'm saying? Like the Central Park Five. Like these are, and I had one Hispanic in there, but you know what I mean? Like our struggle and our, our plight isn't inclusive. And it shouldn't be inclusive when a lot of motherfuckers have stood on the sidelines and watched this entire time. So all of a sudden now we should include you in what we're trying to do. And you sat here and stood by and watched the shit go down and you just kept going about your business because it didn't affect you and your, your community. Like, so no, I don't give a fuck what the fuck he got to say because, and not to knock, like his, his kids struggle won't be the same. One, they have money two they have a white mother. And, and he's 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 teaching them things to kind of separate, and that's what they do. They use people of color and they influence them, and they use them to divide us. Because some people may listen to that dumbass shit, but no, that's not. That makes no sense. Absolutely none. Like no. And I feel like I feel like majority of the time, and this could go for both men and women, but I feel like a lot of black men that marry white women feel that they have to cling more to their culture and support them instead of supporting their own culture, like where they come from. We like, black men. The yeah, is. like you shouldn't even be speaking. Like, I feel like that tweet was made to protect that culture, but your culture is like in shambles right now. When the first thing you do is say something so that you don't offend or to protect that, that race or culture. And it's I don't know. I feel like a lot of a lot of white men do. I mean, black men do that when they marry um, white women. Yeah, because you're trying to impress your parents that may never accept you. Like, what? Fuck out of here. It's just crazy. Like, I think of like situations like that where you like you never know what her people are saying behind your back. She made big ass cooling head, big ass. You never know, bro. It's like you, you hee hee ha around them and shit. And that, bro, like I could never, I could never, never do that. Like, and what makes it so bad is like at the end of the day, you are still black. Walk out yeah. here in the street, the same thing could happen to you. Exactly. You making this little dumb statement does not change your circumstances. It hasn't happened yet, but it could happen. It could happen to your mixed children too. 
They don't care. That yeah, little drop it, of it, black. It could happen to anybody who is who is doing. They don't want to say doing anything. Who is perceived to be black? Like you said, but his mixed child does? could his mixed child could just simply get pulled over, and maybe it's not by by parents, but maybe it's in the way that they talk. I don't, I don't know. But maybe yeah. they hear they hear black slang, and then all of a sudden they're scared or they're offended or whatever. So yeah, it. He's a coon, and bro. That, There's no other way to put it. <laughs> and at the time, like of that stop, if your child gets pulled over, like you, they don't know that they mother white. Right, they don't. They see. Like, they don't they know who you are. They don't know that you're the celebrity. They don't know who you are. And he ain't big so enough for celebrity to recognize. Yeah. Oh, you're Terry Crews' son. Like, no, like, <laughs> exactly. like, don't know fucking care about the fucking Terry Crews. Like, what? We knew he was if he saw white chicks, so. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that was, to me as a as a as a black man. I mean, that's y'all yeah, said that's a, but it's our it's your responsibility to educate your children on the whole totality. Now you can tell them how you feel, but to me, like, still give them the history, the basics, the principles of what's going on, and then let them make their own decision. Like, look, this is what happens, and this is why they're upset. This is why they say this. However. I feel this way. And I don't know if he's doing that or not doing that, but like you're saying, because we just going off of an assumption to make it seem as if that's what you're teaching your children is, is off base. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's doing them a disservice because they won't always be protected by that bubble when they step outside of their, their norm or they walk into a situation where they're just, you know, too dark skinned or they act a different kind of way than what they per, uh, perceive to be. Or they don't behave as good old boys, you know what I'm saying? Like so, yeah. And again, to say black lives are better, like no, we we've never said that. We won't say that because I don't. I mean, we do, but we don't feel as if we feel like we're better just because, like you know, we just got that. That's black, you know what I'm saying? Like it's not. Uh, <laughs> it's not a we're better than you because, uh, you know, it's just like we just confident in what the fuck we do. Right, and it only shows and proves our point because everything that we do, you mimic. There's not too many things in this world that white folks have created. Yeah, <laughs> me and Karen were me and Karen were talking, <laughs> and I said, the word culture don't even fit white people. It don't. They don't have a culture. They don't have a, <laughs> they culture. Don't have a culture. They don't. Like, they don't what do you call it? I don't. I don't know. Copycat. That's the fuck you Be call it. Copycat. Right. Plagiarism. Like, they don't have a culture. When we they have a culture of plagiarism. Exactly. When we bring, like, when y'all brought that up, it's like, what, like, what holiday other than St. Patrick's Day is a, a, is a something, a lot of, well, white people can't even bite off of St. Patrick's Day. A lot of white people are not uh-huh. Irish. Well, not Americans, but I mean, I yeah. I think Irish. it's like it, it, without without. Uh, Jesus was black, so uh, Christmas is not theirs. It's like exactly. Thanksgiving <laughs> is like, for the natives. Halloween, Yeah, it's not theirs either. Bro. To take it deep, if you want to go there, yeah, because they the fucking devil. So yeah, you you can have that one. <laughs> it, it, it brought, and like, a lot of times it, that it was like shit without, that they created <laughs> to be included. <laughs> without our culture, bro, they can't do nothing. Yo. They're nothing. Nah, nothing. Have you noticed? Okay, let me take it back. When y'all first started playing basketball, 
What happened when the black man got on the court? We took that. Yeah, that's any a lot out of football. But like even baseball, bro, like you, we, we, like it's like you guys are, y'all feel as though y'all superior in like certain aspects. But then again, black people are like, I'm not gonna say, we the shit. How about that, bro? We, the, I'm I feel like they only bro. feel superior to us because we, I don't think we were educated. We weren't given the, we weren't given the opportunity to be educated to play our cards right where they could not benefit off of what we bring to the no, table what we do. We were we were we were in my opinion, we were just so happy to be allowed to do it freely. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like if, if we talk about sports, yeah, we didn't think about it like no, we're 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 gonna own the team and then play for it. We did with the league, but the second that they saw the success of that, what did they do? Yeah, y'all come over and join our league now. We'll give you all the all the benefits that we've that we've had and da da da. We were um, just so uh, accepting of, oh shit, we get to go play and get what they've been getting and and, it, and it'd be okay. So yeah, I think you know, like you the, said, we were the, just open to the invitation and didn't really understand how deceitful it was. Yeah, the problem with not uh, the problem with our ancestry and us as a people is the fact that, as you said, we, we were so openly and so willing to be included in shit that was already ours, That, but we weren't, we weren't educated on the fact that, you know what I mean? And because when you're oppressed for so long, you know, it's like, it's like a, a child that feels neglected, but they finally get attention. When one, no, you deserve that attention this entire time. But we were just so, as you said, so happy to be what they look would look to be free and would look to, oh, we finally get to be included. Oh, we got the first African-American to play in the major, you know, whatever, you know. But, like, we, one, you deserve the right to already be there. And so we shouldn't have been so open to being included in shit that was already ours and shit that was taken from us and they monetized off of it. And now, yeah. And Malcolm, I, can't, I don't know the exact quote. I'm, again, I'm doing more research. But Malcolm X said pretty much along the lines of, they love to dangle little, little, little treats in front of you, so to speak, as if it's freedom, so they can still control you. Yeah, and so and even, even though we have like multi-millionaire athletes and stuff, but yes, the first, the first black athlete was brought in to help the team win and monetize. And so yeah, we'll give you this one. You know, he can make a little bit of money. We'll give you a little bit of hope. And then, oh my gosh, he's really, he's so much better than everybody else. And we're. We're throwing, you know, Jackie Robinson. We're we're beating him with with balls. We're treating him unfairly, and he still comes out and kills us every fucking time. We need more of him, and that's just the ripple effect of it. And then we just kind of, you know, go with the flow. Oh, we get, you know, one is in, two is in, and like as you're saying though, but they'll never let you own it. Like it takes you so much longer to own it. And like um, that's been the model, you know, for everything and not to get too far into you know everything else but like even if you look at biopics and stuff of artists of not necessarily our generation but we grew up listening to as well you know the the um you know the producer or whatever whoever would give them their start that's what they did their contracts were fucked but they would dangle a house or some vehicles or whatever like look at TLC look at you know new edition and all that 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 was the model of we're going to monetize and make all the money off of them and their talent. Um, but we're not going to give them the true, the true earnings of what they should have. So, you know, I, I, I think Flavor. we are starting to, 
and have become a little more um, educated on that. And that's why in some of those aspects, we see us start to move and do a little differently as far as ownership um, of, of what is already ours. Yeah, like you said, that's that was slavery. The purpose yeah, of modern slavery, modern day modern yeah, day. Slavery. The purpose of slavery was for them to monetize and do things that they didn't feel like fucking doing. That's literally what the purpose of slavery is. Right. Like my so, with with a lot of things like um, you know, with the, with our culture. It's like, you know, it's a lot of things that a lot of people don't know. It's like a lot of inventions that we use to this day. A black man invented it, but a white man went and took it. Took it. And I was watching this video. The dude, white dude, was like basically like you know, black people were we were like always like open for people. We were never like, oh, uh, you know, like we y'all can't fuck with us because y'all white. This is that. No, we was like always like open to people. And when we was doing these inventions, white people would come up. Oh, what is that? Mm-hmm. Oh, such and such, such and such. Um, uh, who invented it? Who who made it? This is not well. Who's I made it? Well, it's, anybody can use it. Anybody can use it, or they just went on and took it. And this is and that's how they say a lot of things happen well, with black people. Even the uh, music. Who you who do you think entertained the slave owners? <laughs> not their friends. <laughs> the fucking slaves. So who who comes up with the music and the entertainment and the songs and the hymns and the we did. But yeah, I'm, they, I'm oh, sorry. Well. White, white people just... And I hate yeah. to say that because, again, it, people use the argument that that's racist, but it's really not. It's just the fact like they just don't present anything cultural that I can think of. It's history. So it's not... It's, not, it's, it's just not like, racist. you know, it's you guys have... The creative gene is not within you. Um, no. And it's cool. Like, we, we, we're cool with that. Like, it's okay. But it's just, it is what it is. As a, like you said, as a people, yeah. So now, obviously, you get further along. And a lot of these other, you know, like they're grown, they're, they're born into this now creative thing. And so, yeah, but as, a, as you said, as a people, history will show you that you, a lot of you are not the originators of shit. You didn't find. You're not the original of this country. Let's just start there. All their history is coming in, taking shit, claiming it's theirs, and then through violence. Through violence. <laughs> like I said, back back to the culture. Without everybody else's culture, all they are a fuck a bunch of. Let me not Thugs. say. Thugs. Goddamn. And looters. A bunch of fucking cookies. Thugs and looters. How does that sound? Mr. Trump. <laughs> Bunch of thugs and looters. You're right. The original looters. Yeah, exactly. But I think I think we would be able to do better if like our black people would stop putting money before like our respect and dignity and our culture. Cause I feel like we could have been changed again with a lot of different things, but so many people were just worried about the dollar sign and their own well-being or their own personal circle that they just went along with um, everything. But if we could do better on that aspect, I feel like the game would definitely shift a lot. I would say for a lot of us, a a lot of our, and I'll say quote-unquote, a lot of our quote-unquote freedom has a price tag on it. Um. 
and that's the unfortunate part. Um, and you know, or a lot of just you know, a lot of things that we're willing to pay attention to has a price tag on it. So I can yeah. either go protest with y'all over here, or they're gonna give me two million to stay home, and some people to take the two. You know what I mean? Like it's just, and again, yeah. they've learned how to divide, and. You know, right. dangle a carrot in front of you, and you know. And, I, and there I think, has to be a line that's drawn. Like you can't keep, you can't keep doing that. That's how, that's how people know that they have power over you and can make you do what they want. Like people need to start standing up. Like this money means nothing. Like people have enough money to where they can live comfortable. Like okay, you might have to sacrifice not getting your little high dollar car or your chains or whatever like that but i feel like it's for a greater good like people need to start putting all that like materialistic stuff to the side because right now it's, it's bigger than that yeah and i i think and i don't know if it, could, it would ever be able to happen um but the reason why like the day what you're saying i, I personally think it happens is because there's never been a, a moment in time which we could ever separate from a struggle. You know what I mean? Like if, if we had a generation that never had the struggle, I feel like that generation would have changed the course of what we're talking about because they could have focused on building for everybody or being co co you know, co uh, inclusive of, of what's best for everyone. But there's always been a moment in struggle in which like Devin is saying, you know, I could protest or I could take the two mil. But the person that's taking the two mil was thinking of how hard it's been to, to feed their family or, you know, just the struggle that they've gone through or the struggle that they've seen. So it's like, I got to be selfish right now. Look out for mine. And we just really have never been able to separate from that ideal because, like we said, we were forced into it from the jump. So, you know, it's yeah, going to take a collective effort. Equal. Yeah, it's going to take a collective effort. Hopefully that's what this is, you know, and, and I feel like it very well could be. Um, and, you know, I told somebody the other day, this is history in the making. You just pick what side of it you want to be on. Um, that's basically what it boils down to. So um, as we try to get to that point of advancement, you know, and we've talked about it a million times on here, but, um, you know, are we really going to start supporting black businesses? Um, you know, is it important in order for us to move this forward? And then what are some concerns or advice you might have to black businesses so that we can get things on the right track? Um, I'll, my my thing, and this goes for any business, is don't take us for granted. So that's the problem with black. And we everybody jokes and says, you know, just because you're a black business don't mean I got to give you my money. I'm going to give you a shot. But don't, you know, don't treat me poorly. You know, don't give me any disservice because you're just banking on the fact that I look like you. Like, I, I mean, this is a business. So. So, yeah, I might not support your black business. I'll go find another one to support. Somebody that knows how to handle customer service. Somebody that knows how to be professional. Somebody that knows how to communicate. All those things. Um, that's my advice for black businesses. And as me start trying to start my own, I want to make sure that I try to do my best to hold myself to a higher standard of how you're supposed to treat people as far as their business. Because money is not easy to come by and people don't just have to willingly give you money because oh i'm black hey over here buy for me like you know you have to present something of quality to uh deserve that and then 
But to to support, yes, the way to support more, I feel like we should support more black businesses and encourage more black businesses and not look at another black businesses as direct competition. Like there's enough out here for us to all be successful in what we're doing. Um, whether it be multiple clothing lines, like we can't, you can't wear the same shirt every day, bro. So, you know, just mix it up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, you know, um, and so those are the things like we need to support multiple as best we can. We need to encourage multiple people and, uh, and support again, like, you know what I'm saying? So encourage that person that may be scared to start a clothing line or maybe scared to open a restaurant or because the more businesses that we have, the better off we will be. The problem is there are so many, there's so far and few between businesses that we don't know where to go and we you know if, if this one over here doesn't work then that's it and we just need to support more but we need to have more black people own their own businesses uh i agree with that um if entrepreneurship is for you i mean my, my, like one of my big issues with some, a lot of i'm not gonna say a lot but some black owned businesses is it's, it's the customer service man like just because you you own your own business, man, don't mean you gotta go get your cousin Rob Rob and them to work with you. I mean, I understand they family, but sometimes you gotta go get the right people and put them on your team. Because at, at 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 the same time, that's that's your name on your business. So when when things don't work out, people gonna look at you like, "What's going on? Uh, why your customer service always bad? Or why why you?" Uh, uh, for an example, uh, somebody said something about a black-owned business and their shipping was terrible. Basically, it was a local shipping. Like, basically, somebody ordered something and the person was in D.C. It took, like, three weeks for them to get their stuff. Why do that? Like, it's, like, simple stuff like that. Like, it's, it, it, you got to work with your you got to work with your people. And I believe those are my, my small issues. But other than that, it's, like, I'm all for black-owned businesses. I try and look for them. You know what I mean? Me and Dave found a black-owned business called uh, Cineholic. It's a, a plant-based vegan vegan um, uh, Cinnabon spot. Cinnabon spot. Oh, different oh, yeah, you, you know what I mean? They might be out in uh, what's Get- Gettysburg? Gettysburg. Yeah, it might be out. Yeah, it's a hike. But I mean, I was to try it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So put your orders in. You know, <laughs> but no, and I was talking something about that. And this, we also need to sacrifice more for black businesses. So, as you're saying, yeah, it's a hike, but like you said, it's worth the trip, you know what I mean? Like to yeah. support them. I feel like my only thing with supporting black businesses, like, I feel like sometimes black people feel like entitled, like, because, like, don't. I don't owe you anything. Like, I don't have to support your business. Like, and with Kevin, what Kevin said about hiring Cousin Rara or whatever, like, I feel like you could put Cousin Rara on, but you need to train them, show them how to be um, uh, presentable and, like, talk to people right, provide excellent customer service. Like I could go somewhere all day long. Like you can mess up my order, mess my food up. But like, if your customer service is on point, I'm going to come back. Like it's so many times a Chick-fil-A that messed up my food, 
but I went back because that customer service be on point. Like you, sorry, ma'am. Sorry, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> like, you want another one? I, I just feel like it's it's so many times like I like I just I don't know maybe it's just I don't know I just hate going into like an unprofessional establishment like don't talk to me any kind of way don't don't throw my money on the counter don't snatch my car from me don't talk to me like me and kevin went to us but i'm not gonna put them on here but i will do it they was like kevin asked them like if they take the peel like the uh pills off the shirt before putting it on the crab fries or whatever and she was just like nah we don't do that here like what an attitude and i'm like you could like it just it's that like, one, I just it, was, to, it was difficult for her to just say, no, sir, we don't do that. I've been by our cool. Like, you don't even have to say, sir, oh, no, we don't do that here. I'm sorry. Uh, she, like, she something like, like, nah, we don't do that. Nah, like, she, said, she, said that. she said, nah, we don't do all that. What? <laughs> 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 you know, I was, like, I looked at the phone like, yo, you, what? Like, like this, this is really close to my heart. Everybody knows, like, I hate like the like when black people be so unprofessional because I want to support y'all so much but like I'd be quick to take a survey anywhere I go like white establishment I don't care if the service is poor I'm taking the survey because I absolutely hate it like I went to Sally's with my mom the black girls is just sitting behind the desk like we're like oh can you help us find these in papers or whatever like that oh just look over there mm-hmm. bro get, get what are you doing get up come show me where they are the store ain't but this big like just walk me over there to help me like it was just everything about it was just i hate it (laughs) but i really i really want to support black people like i'm trying i want to do it but that we gotta get better yeah i um and again there's a conversation with my sister as she recently moved into a new home our intentions as as black consumers nine times out of 10 are good, but our black entrepreneurs have to get better at training um, and understanding their uh, responsibilities to that customer service. Because like you said, I don't owe you anything. And I have a standard. We all have our standards of what we want. You know what I'm saying? So uh, like if I have a home and I want something done, you know what I mean? And I'm paying you for the service. Like, yeah, my intention is to support a Black-owned business, but if you're going to show up late and you're going to leave a mess in my house and you're going to halfway do the work and you can get, you're going to call me last minute, then, yeah, I'm going to take my money elsewhere because you are compromising my standard, and that's not a problem. So I think um, everything y'all said was obviously on point. Um, I think one thing is... Uh, Again, we have to get better at that. It, it can't just be enough that we're black-owned businesses. You know what I mean? It's like, what is the what's the what's the standard of this business? Mm-hmm. And once we understand that we still have a, we have a standard that we must uphold, I think we'll get better. And two, don't be afraid to sell that business because I think a lot of times we get stuck because we don't want to move on from something. So, like, if I start a business and white man want to pay me for it cool, I'm selling the rights to this name in this business. And I'm going to let my customers know that this business has been sold to whomever. And I will be taking the money from that sale to start another business that I want you to come support. Like we get too bogged down into names, into what is, 
when all they're paying you for is the work that you already done. So as long as you don't sell uh, your creative control, then cool. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and, I, and I know I'm getting a little wrong with it, but they're talking about BET because I see on, P- on Twitter people were like, BET is owned by a black man. Yeah, but Bob Johnson started it and sold that motherfucker. And the people he sold it to don't have any creative control of the content. Right. Black people still have control, creative control of the content. So understand there's nothing wrong with not owning it per se, but if you control the content, then that that's the biggest thing. So I think when we understand those two ideals, um, you know what I'm saying, as, as entrepreneurs, as black businesses, then we can really see it continue to thrive in the way in which we want it to. But it's a lot of improvement we got to do. But as long as we're willing to do it, we can we can get through it. And I just want to say one last thing. I think black entrepreneurs need to be more receptive of feedback. I That's think true, that true. they should not shy away from that because I'm telling you my experience and how you should better your business for the next person so you don't lose that opportunity right. to get their money. So I think that don't be so offensive when somebody tells you that you could do something better. Right. That's true because because you lost me, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but they might come person, back. They might come back. Me, nah, I'm not. I'm not doing it. But you know, I'm trying to help you for the next one. That is true, though. Yeah, <laughs> constructive criticism is always uh, a positive to me. Yeah. One thing I want to do is like eventually, like down the road, like oh, I want to be able to invest in, in, a, in a black. Uh, a black company, man. Like, help just to help them out. You know what I mean? Like, it's a lot. Of Might these... have something for you in the future. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, you know, it's a lot of small uh, black-owned businesses that you know that that look for people to help invest, help them, you know, maybe uh, invest in getting some new equipment and stuff like that. And, like, I'm all down for that because, you know, I, I like like me. I like to see my people thrive. You know, like I, I like to see my people do good. But and that's a, that's another tip, that, you know, for us to get. But like everybody don't gotta be the creators. Like, don't yeah, everybody don't gotta be a hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? Like if you if you know that you want to invest, like yeah, I don't. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I I'm not the creative artist, but I I know I know money and I want to invest. Like let like some people want to do everything to help and it's like just do what you're good at and we can all make it work so that's another tip right there to help us improve and and thrive again and i've always said like i don't think i don't like i don't think i have the really like the entrepreneur mindset to actually take on and fully run a business but i'm all for like being behind the scenes and doing little stuff that like fits me and my expertise so yeah and like you that's how you grow more businesses because when you don't have all your money in one pot, you can go out and invest in this one, invest in that one, start this one, have people invest in that one that you started. And now you start to look at everybody that looks like you has their own business. And then also a few of you have your hands in a, in a few of them, you know what I mean? So that's like, and I've always wanted to do that. I just never known how, but like, so I was telling you, Kevin, I'll let you know when she gives me more plans, I have somebody that is potentially going to, she wants to start her own restaurant. And I'm like, and the, the problem I have, not the problem, the problem we have sometimes is we, a lot of times, some of us can't look into somebody else's vision and just want to be a part of it. We want to, like King, Jamil, King Smoke, sorry. As he said, we want to do it or we want to take it over. 
And sometimes we got to learn to be a, a follower, so to speak, and help somebody else execute their vision because it's not all about you. It's not about what you want to project on out to the world. It's about helping somebody else project theirs. So when she was she was like she was telling me her vision about the restaurant. I'm and she cooked. She had cooked a brunch for me one time for a bunch of people, and I'm eating the food. I'm like, yo, this shit bomb as hell. And she's like, yeah, I want to start my own restaurant. So I'm like, whatever you need me to do, let me know, cause these motherfucking pancakes is bomb as shit. And it's just like, you know, let's. I'm a Listen, whatever. If it's five thousand dollars, I'm gonna go get it. I'm gonna give it to you. Let me know how I can make my money back and still profit. But I want to be a part of what you're doing. You know right. I, mean? like, I can't cook like you, but I could damn sure sit in the office and take the benefits of this motherfucker. And I could definitely respect that because it's like a lot of people don't know. A lot of these big businesses, like if you don't, a lot of investors is the reason why these businesses are so damn good. Yeah. Or that they're where they at right now. It's like, and I'm I'm definitely cool with like like as long as there's no janky shit. I'm cool with it. Exactly. As long as you got your stuff together, you legit. You be, I'm I will invest. I will help. Like I ain't, I ain't with the uh, uh, what is it? Uh, janky entertainment shit. <laughs> Janky Productions. Janky Productions. You know, there's a lot of like a lot of big companies own multiple companies. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I forget the the actual company that owns Doritos, but they own like so many different branches of of things. It's like you know that's that's the way you build your 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 brand and your empire. So, as we wrap up. Um, you know, we said before we want to take the ending of the of the recording to give shout outs to, you know, those doing positive things in the black community. And also, if you want to take this time to challenge someone to do a little better or, or you know, come, come a little stronger. It's all it's all in constructive criticism. It's all in trying to move us to a better place in which we want to be. So I want to first give a shout out to all of the beautiful black people right in our home area. Clinton, Maryland, protesting at the fish market. Hey, that's going to be They've been out at the fish market <laughs> every day they, since everything popped they off. At, they at my man neck. Every time I drive through, I give a honk, honk, honk. Uh, I'm too. with you. So, and, and the reason why I'm giving them the shout out is because, again, this is it's, it's right at home for us. And it shows that we have people right in our backyard who believe in what we're fighting for and will actually go the extra mile to, to show that it's bigger than any other thing that they got going on. Because them people be out there. I don't know if it's a time that they text in a group chat, but I swear I see them set up every day and it be fist in the air the whole time. Listen, so, they I'm out there selling water bottles now with Black Lives Matter on it. They got a t-shirt, hands sanitizer. I say, that was so clever. <laughs> The thing that he tried to deny to do from, like, they out there now, they in your face with it all the time. I was actually, I drove past there yesterday and I was worried because it looked as if people were back out there. I'm like, oh, no, we didn't. But I I don't know who it was. It looked like they were having a conversation with possibly the owner. But it was like, and then they were back out today. So I'm like, oh, yeah, they on, they on it. So, yeah, that, that's a huge kudos to those, those people. And yeah. Definitely, the uh, the uh, people of Clinton are uh, they the biggest? They got to get they get the shout out today, man. I'm, I'm going with them too, and everything. And, and I, I support you, my peoples. 
because the shit, the shit crazy is like, you know, my dad and all his friends used to go up there, and it's like, damn, like you know what I mean? Like you know, for a white man, but Dom ninety like ninety eight percent of your patrons are black, and you gonna come and pull that bullshit? Come on, dog, like. But I'm definitely with them. I can't be. I can't be standing out there with y'all. But you will get that. I'm driving too loud. You know what I mean? All so, the reason I'm not out there because I didn't frequent the establishment as much. To, I know some people really feel a way about it, but like you said, it just just for what it represents was is uh yeah. And also another thing, uh, us we need to uh, do something about that establishment now. Because it don't seem like he coming back. So that's... Listen, uh, your friend could open for her little resp- restaurant right there. You know? If it shut down or if they sell it or whatever. My uh, thing is, I, I think we need to, uh, as black people, we need to go on a, go up in that joint, man, get somebody as black and open that joint back up. Maybe not, don't call it the fish market, call it something else. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, if they could buy the property from them. If if he even owns the property, I don't know. You know, he could well, this was just a shout out, guys. We got to plan it. My shout out, I think I mentioned her before, but is she drops her clothing line Saturday. Um, one of my former players um, at Lauren Kennedy on Instagram and at Vold. V-O-L-D clothing. Um, she drops her clothing line this Saturday. Um, she's what? When was what? 19? 19 year old entrepreneur trying to, you know, do things. So that's who my shout out goes to. And if you get a chance this Saturday, go to boldclothing.com and check her out. Gotcha. Gotcha. My right. shout out was to the oh, fish market, but I'm a challenge. I'm gonna take this time to challenge our black people to just do better. Start supporting these black businesses, black entrepreneurs. Start being open and receptive to constructive criticism and great feedback to better grow your business. Okay. All right. And on that note, we're gonna sign off. Be sure to check this episode out. And tune in for the next recording because we will tackle the topic of the black woman. Ooh. Mm. Yeah, there. All right, so this is Super Good Podcast. Y'all enjoy, man. Super Good. Even if I told you, still wouldn't understand what happened. Rather be myself or people look at me, don't matter. A rock star nigga, just trying to keep it kosher. Trying to keep my eyes on my own paper like my teachers told me. Soon as niggas think it's over, poof. Number one on the charts, I'm there vicariously. Oh, there they go. Biasly pushing negative narratives, I'm ready though. Cops want to pull me over, embarrass me. Abusing power, you never knew me, thought I was arrogant. As a juvenile, police pull their guns like they scared of me. And we used to howl. Crack the street, it's not as the scared thing. Want anything, we good at it and we cherish it. Now we all fed up and niggas coming back for everything Rock stars, niggas, just watch the news They burning cop cars, nigga Kill another nigga, break the law and call us outlaws, nigga What happened? Want us to keep it peaceful Should've seen them hating bitches face when I bought that Lamborghini Throw up my middle finger Police can't catch me this up Brand new Lamborghini, fuck a cop car With a pistol on my hip like I'm a cop Have you ever met a real nigga rock star? This ain't no guitar, bitch, this a clock My Glock told me to promise you gon' squeeze me It's 
safe to say I earned it, ain't a nigga gave me nothing I'm ready to hop out on a nigga, get the bus Know you heard me say you play, you lay, don't make me push the butt Full of pain, dropped enough tears to fill up a fucking buck Going for buckets, I bought a chopper I got a big drum and hold a hundred, going for nothing I'm ready to air it out on all these niggas, I can see I'm running She talked to my mom, she hit me on FaceTime just to check up on me and my brother I'm really the baby, she know that the youngest son was always guaranteed to get the money Okay, let's go She know that the baby boy was always guaranteed to get the loot She know what I do, she know if I run from a nigga, I'ma pull it out, shoot PTSD, I'm always waking up in cold sweats like I got the flu My daughter a G, she saw me kill a nigga in front of her before the age of two And I'd kill another nigga too Before I let another nigga do something to you Yeah, as you know that, don't let nobody tell you different, daddy love you Let's go Brand new Lamborghini, fuck a cop car With a pistol on my hip like I'm a cop Have you ever met a real nigga rockstar? This ain't no guitar, bitch, this a clock My Glock told me to promise you gon' squeeze me Keep a glockin' when I ride in the suburban Cause the code ain't had a young nigga swerving. I got the mop, watch me watch him like detergent And I'm ballin', that's why it's diamonds on my jersey Slide on outside and flip the block back, yeah, yeah My junior popped him and left him lopsided, yeah, yeah We spin his block, got the rebound in his ramen yeah, for me one time, you can't cross me again 1200 horsepower, I get lost in the wind If he talkin' on it, y'all depend, dogs will take his chin Maybach SUV for my refugee Five blocks in the hood, put money in the streets I was solo and the ops caught me at the gas station Had it on me 30,000, thought it was my last day But they ain't even want no smoke If I had to choose it, murder would she roll? Oh, 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 oh. Let's go Brand new Lamborghini, fuck a cop car With a pistol on my hip like I'm a cop Have you ever met a real nigga rockstar? This ain't no guitar, bitch, this a clock My Glock told me to promise you gon' squeeze me Better let me go